In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the sixth Sunday of the joyful 50 days, and today the Gospel was from John chapter 16. And the Church in its wisdom chose a very fitting Gospel for this occasion, for this time period between Ascension and... Pentecost, because this gospel refers both to Ascension and Pentecost. Our Lord said today, I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. This is for the, refers to the Ascension, when the Lord went to the Father and sat at His right hand. And in the beginning of the Gospel, our Lord says, In that day you will ask Me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask in My Father's name, He will give you. St. John Chrysostom, he says, The day when you will ask Me nothing... This is the day when we are full of the Holy Spirit. He says, you shall not want me for a mediator. You don't need me as a mediator to obtain your requests. Only my name, that's why he says, my name, whatever you ask in my name, this will be enough. And this echoes what St. Paul said in his epistle to the Romans. He says, how the Holy Spirit will cry out to the Father. So this part refers to Pentecost, when we become vessels full of the Holy Spirit. And God willing, inshallah, we'll talk about this more next week. But last week, in the past few weeks, I told you how the church every week is telling us valuable characteristics about the Lord Jesus Christ. We saw how the Lord was the bread of life. We saw how He is the living water. We saw how He is the light of the world. We saw last week how He was the way, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And today, our Lord tells us He has overcome the world. He has overcome the world. Our Lord said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The Christian life is characterized by victory. Is characterized by victory. The Christian life is characterized by overcoming tribulation. And that's why today I want to speak to you about being overcomers. To be overcomers. We must be Overcomers. Are you an overcomer or are you a giver-upper? All of the readings of today, they speak about this topic. They speak about victory that we will have with the Lord. For example, if you go to the Pauline epistle of today, it says, But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. Be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. St. Paul is telling us, no worries, you will overcome, your labor is not in vain. It may seem like you are losing many battles, you have lost many battles, but all of this effort to go to war is not in vain. Maybe you say, I've tried to quit a certain sin, I can't. Maybe I tried to be nice to so and so, and they're just not nice to me. I can't do it anymore. The Christian does not give up. 
Christian cannot give up. The Christian has to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord and in the service. This is what it means to be an overcomer. This is what it means to be an overcomer. In the Catholic epistle of today, St. Peter, he says something similar. He says, in this, you in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. St. Peter tells us the trials. What's the point of the trial? And what's the point of the tribulation? The point is to test the genuineness of your faith. To see the genuineness of your faith. In the trial we are tested by the fire. But we shouldn't lose hope. And we shouldn't lose our faith. You know, our faith should be strengthened. We must overcome. We must overcome. One of the most beautiful Psalms, it says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tested us. You have refined us as silver in, in, is refined. You have brought us into, a net, into the net. I'm trapped in the net. He said you laid afflictions on our back. You have caused men to ride over my head. We went through fire and we went through water. But, we went, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. And I feel this psalm describes our lives so, so well. Students, you go through fire and water in your school. The stress of exams, the difficulty of studying certain subjects, maybe not now in the summer, but the stress you will overcome. You will overcome. Many go through fire and water when they are bullied, when they are excluded, when they are overlooked, and maybe they're choked by the peer pressure that's in the world. And this, like, is so damaging, but you will overcome. Some go through fire and water in their marriages, but if they remain faithful, they will overcome. And if you look at all the stories in the Bible, actually the good stories, all the good characters in the Bible, all of them, they are overcomers. All of them. They overcame great challenges. Like Job, he lost his wealth, he lost his children, he was afflicted, but he overcame. He was an overcomer. Joseph... He was sold as a slave by his own brothers, yet he overcame. He overcame temptation from Potiphar's wife to commit sexual immorality. He was thrown in prison, even though he didn't do any wrong, but he overcame. David overcame Goliath. He overcame the persecution of Saul. Well, Saul, why are you persecuting David? He didn't do anything, but David overcame. He overcame his terrible sins that he committed, adultery and murder. 
And he had overwhelming guilt, but he overcame this guilt. Even he overcame the rebellion of his own son. Imagine your own son rebelling hard against you, wanting to destroy you. He overcame this rebellion. Daniel overcame peer pressure in Babylon and would not eat of the king's delicacies. And when he refused the king's wicked decrees to worship idols, he overcame lions. He overcame the lions. And we will overcome. And we will overcome because Christ has overcome. It might not look like it now. But keep your faith. Keep your faith. I was in the Acts of today. It was about Eutyches and how he was overcome with sleep. And he couldn't stay awake. And he fell dead. But that's not the end of the story. And Paul raised him up from death. He overcame death. Look at what St. John writes in his epistle. I wish you take these verses that I'm about to say to you and you put them yani, on the front of your head. Look at what St. John says. He says, For whatever is born of God, whoever, whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who is overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? If you want to overcome in the world, to be an overcomer, and you want to be overcomers, you must have faith. You must believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Sometimes when we are in the fire, sometimes when... We see the atrocities that are happening in society. And we see murders and shootings and terrorism and all of these things. Sometimes it's easy to say, where is, where is God? And it might seem that God is losing the war. And it seems like this place is so dark and there's so much evil. But our God, He does not lose. He overcame the world. Yani, when Satan convinced Judas and all of the people to crucify Christ, like, Jesus, you're losing. You're losing. You're going on the path of the cross. You've lost. But Christ did not lose. There was a lot going on behind the scenes. And God, in His wisdom, is beyond like our understanding. And through death, what seemed like a loss turned out to be the greatest victory. And when our Lord was dying dead in a tomb for three days, it seemed like game over. From the outside of the tomb, I can imagine everybody is like, Khalas, it's over. But we know that game not over. And actually, on the inside of the tomb, something different. Actually, like if you read the Psalms, you'll see that actually in the tomb, there's a lot going on. And God shagal. Like, look at what it says in the Psalm. It says, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. This is a psalm, you can imagine Christ saying this psalm in the tomb, when everyone's dead, he's dead in the tomb. He says, my flesh will rest in hope. My flesh will rest. He says, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol or in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. 
You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yani you can imagine when everyone thinks game is over, God is working behind the scenes. So don't let moments of tribulation disturb you. Don't let them shake your faith. God is a winner, even when it might seem like different. Another lesson I want us to consider on this point is that we should not allow our temporary struggles to become permanent states of being. Let me explain. When something bad happens to us, we might be struck with a thought of doubt. We might be struck with fear. We might be struck with sadness or worry or anguish or whatever. This is okay. This is normal. We're humans. We have emotions. But these feelings should not become permanent states of being. To remain in sadness, to remain in worry, to remain in anguish, to remain like this permanently, then you say, where, like I say, where is your faith? This is not overcoming. This is being defeated. And that's why St. John Chrysostom, he has something very beautiful on his commentary on this passage. He says, if a man blush a little... If a man were to blush a little, would you say he is continually ruddy? Ruddy means like rosy-cheeked. Yani finas, rosy-cheeked. Or there's some people that they blush yani, occasionally. He says, not so, for the action is not a habit. He says, if someone were to become pale, should we call him jaundiced? Like, just like permanent skin, like yellow, like... No. These are temporary states. They are not permanent. And so the Christian, even if we experience a little doubt, a little fear, a little whatever, okay, but that doesn't become permanent. We have to overcome these feelings. And that's why you can imagine St. Paul, he's sitting in a prison, cold, hungry, by himself, lonely. And St. Paul, he says, and this was the theme of the middle school retreat this week, he said, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Whatever state I'm in, I'm going to be content. I don't need money, I don't need, I will be content. I know how to be abased, I know how to Abound Everything and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This means he's an overcomer. <laughs> he's an overcomer. Look at this faith. This is the faith of an overcomer. To overcome, we need to keep our faith and we must continue in Love to continue in love. And that's why St. Paul, in his epistle to the Corinthians, he says, Love never fails. Love never gives up. Love bears all things. Love endures all things. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He did not conquer the world through the sword or through oppression as other revolutionary leaders did at the time. Yani, if you think about Nebuchadnezzar, what made Nebuchadnezzar a great kingdom? He was a conqueror. He went and conquered and defeated all the lands. What made Alexander the Great the Great is because he defeated everyone through the sword. He defeated everyone. He de- what made David 
so great is that David destroyed everyone else. <laughs> and he established a kingdom. And that's why even when he wanted to build the temple, God said, your hands are full of blood. And you can't build the temple. And if you think about the other religions, all of them were spread through the sword. Even it's the emblem of the... Spread through the sword. Spread through oppression. Christ did not spread through oppression. His kingdom conquered not by sword. He conquered by... By love. He conquered by love. How did Christ overcome the world? He didn't shed the blood of others. He shed His own blood. He shed His own blood. The disciples and the apostles, they didn't go on military campaigns like other people. Go Google military campaigns of Muhammad and see what happened. Like this is truth. And you can read the military campaigns of what happened. But none of the disciples, they went on military campaigns. They conquered through love. They conquered through love. And they didn't shed blood. They shed their, their own blood. And this is the greatness of love. Love conquers. Love conquers. And the way love conquers is when we feel the love of God in our hearts and we spread this love, it will conquer the hearts of many. And I feel the greatest way to feel the love of God is to feel your own sins. If each person feels their sins and what Christ has done for them, they will be conquered by love. They will be conquered by love. And that's why the Lord told the sinful woman, To whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. When I think we have a big problem these days, is because we don't confess our sins. We don't. And we're not conscious of our weakness. So then we don't know how to love because we haven't been... Loved. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And when we feel this love, that I have been forgiven, then we want to share this love with everyone. I feel I've been forgiven. I will forgive everyone. I can't hold a grudge against anyone. Is there a hold a grudge against anyone? And the Lord loves me. That's why... This is how we can overcome evil, is through love. If someone offends us, if someone upsets us, if someone angers us, what do we do? The easy thing to do would say, I don't want to do anything with you anymore. But that's not overcoming. Does that sound like overcoming? That's not overcoming. That's giving up. And that's why St. Paul in his epistle, look at what he says. He says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry... Feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. It says, do not, overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. As I was preparing, I came across a prominent psychiatrist named Carl Menninger. He lived from 18, or 19, 1886 to like the 90s. 
Um, and he wrote a number of fascinating works in the field of psychiatry and psychology. And one study that I came across, although to be very honest, I couldn't find this article, but I saw other people write about it. He had a study called Love Working Miracles for the Mentally Ill in Kansas. And what he did is, like, what is reported in this thing is that he said, like, one reporter asked him, how is it that 80% of patients recovered? He replied, the secret was not an electric shock, surgery, group therapy, or drugs. He said, the real secret is contained in a single word, love. Love. We need love. He saw this as the cure for a lot of things. And I read a lot of his other works this morning. And he talks about the greatness of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and how it's all on love. And I was like, wow, this is what we are missing. We need more, more love. To be an overcomer, we need faith and love. And lastly, we need to trust in the promises of God. To trust in the promises of God. Put the goal before your eyes. Put the promises of God always in front of you. And these will encourage you to be an overcomer. Mesalan, like a runner, when he runs the race, he runs for the prize. Keep the prize in front of you. And this is the promises that our Lord has said to those who overcome. In the book of Revelation, He gave many promises, but they're only to those who... The ones who overcome. He said, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life. To those who overcome. He said, to those who overcome, they shall not be hurt by the second death. He said, to him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. I will give him a white stone, and on a stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. He said to him who overcomes, he shall be clothed in white garments, and I will, blot, I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but will confess his name before my Father and before the angels. This is who overcomes. This is he who overcomes. And the last one, I'll end one. To him who overcomes, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Allah. Christians should be overcomers. We should never give up. We are at a war, a spiritual war. And we will overcome. It may seem like dunya daya and lots of evil, but Christ has overcome the world. And glory be to God forever. Amen.